0: This episode is sponsored by New Balance and Sarah's taking on the 2024 TCS London Marathon with their support. Today, we're really excited to talk to you about two specific shoes from the Fuel Cell range.
1: Yes, the brand new Fuel Cell Rebel V4. Now, I have the luxury of training in a few different pairs of shoes. So currently how I use this shoe is in my tempo runs, my interval runs, my kind of faster sessions. Also, what I'm throwing at those sessions is the Fuel Cell Supercomp Elite V4 from New Balance.
0: Because you'll be wearing those on race day. Yes. And I wore the V3 back for my Valencia Marathon PB in December. And I'm excited as a shoe geek because they're essentially the ultimate marathon racing shoe based on innovation, including being tested by athletes like the American Marathon record holder, Emily Sisson. And she's run 218.29, so she's not hanging about.
1: No, I'll be slightly behind that time. Marginally. Rest it. Marginally. Um, if you want to check out the Rebel V4 or the Supercomp Elite V4, head to the link in the show notes. <laughs>
0: You are listening to the Running Channel podcast with me, Andy Badley, my fabulous ultra running marathon running co-host Sarah Hartley.
1: Hey. Oh,
0: it's nice, isn't it? But then it's you over there, the guy Rick pressing some buttons. There's more than two buttons, to be fair to him. It's a tough job.
1: I feel like I only got a nice intro there so that Rick sounded worse. <laughs>
0: oh no. No, no, no. That there's no sort of uh, comic effect. you're a terrible
1: liar right well we're back every week we cover a huge topic within the world of running today it is an incredibly controversial one should you pause your watch stay tuned to find out and basically for the next 30 minutes we're going to be taking the mic out of each other covering a big topic some news and your questions let's get into it
0: So we're back again for another episode and we're going to dive straight in to something fairly controversial, I reckon, which is should you pause your running watch. So it's slightly different to normal. I guess this is a little bit less informational and more like, well, there'll definitely be a a fairly polarised audience, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I remember we did a video on this a while back and it was 50-50 whether what people were going to think, but this caused a lot of commentary. So if you've got no idea what we're on about, there are two types of people in the world. On the one side, you are either on, on one side of this. It's, yes. w- it's very, very simple. You either get to a set of traffic lights. And, yeah, or uh, a road crossing or, a, road or like crossing,
0: a, a, a gate that you've got to open on your run. A car coming
1: yeah. out in front of you, you know, and, and you, you're stopped in your tracks and you run run. Yeah. You've got two options. Number one, you press stop on your watch or your yeah. Strava on your phone, whatever you're using. Yeah. Number two, you don't.
0: Yeah, which are you?
1: I pause.
0: I knew you'd be a pauser.
1: <laughs>
2: I, knew, I knew you would be a pauser. Let just...
1: me guess, you're not a pauser. No, absolutely not. Perfect. I never touch my
2: watch on a run, yeah. I'm just... with Andy for the first time ever.
1: Yes. What? Yes, Rick. I
2: don't pause. Pause. D- no just let it roll
1: so it's, it's important it, to mention at this point that there is going to be a sneaky third camp and they're the people that have auto pause turned on, oh, on their watch. True. but yeah. you're in my camp that means that you want to be pausing your watch at the traffic lights you're just too lazy to so you've got it set up or they're more
0: technologically it. savvy than you and have set it up in advance yeah the, i'm not the, that organized <laughs> the problem with auto pause is if you if you still have auto pause on whilst you're doing like an interval session then it will pause when you don't want it to pause maybe on your recovery if you're like yeah not moving. Yeah, yeah um so yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, stop mine. But then, right, go
1: on. I, let's do a proper debate then. Yeah, Andy, yeah. why shouldn't people pause their watch?
0: Well, I mean, clearly, I grew up in an era where
1: watches didn't exist. Exactly, you're timing it on a sundial. Well, yeah, or just, you can't pause that. Just
0: counting in my head. <laughs> everything, everything was in black and white. <laughs> and he
1: just kept losing count, so instead, he just carried on counting. Yeah,
0: I I just used to to run a lap, make a mark in chalk on the rock, and run another lap. That was, that was all I could do. There was nothing to pause. Um, right. Traffic
1: I, lights didn't exist, so you didn't have yes, that problem.
0: Yes, exactly. I just uh, there was no traffic. Well, I occasionally had to stop for a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was all I had to do, as the knights rode by on horseback. And they like, oh, "What are you doing, running? Um, we've I don't even know what we're <laughs> talking about. No, I I just um, I, I I suppose if you were forced to stop for a long time, then maybe I'd consider it. But I, I guess my point is that two things. One, I have in the past s- stopped and stopped my watch. Yeah. And then 20 minutes later looked at my watch and it still stopped because I yeah. started running and forgot to start it again. Exactly. Um, so that's incredibly frustrating. So I'd rather lose some of my pace stats, uh, and then have the full- whole run recorded. Uh, but then, then also like I just don't care enough, probably about like,
1: about <laughs> what goes. on. you can't base your argument <laughs> on. Fundamentally, I just don't care.
0: No, I mean, I don't care about <laughs> what goes on my goes on Strava or Garmin Connect or whatever. I am um, I'm not worried about. I don't really look at my average pace and things like that. So, right. uh, I mean, we talked about Strava titles last week, and that caused it a great Ferrari. And, and oh no, I know what's oh, coming hello, now. Hello, <laughs> hello. So there was a discussion last week or a few weeks ago um, on the podcast about. Um, what Strava titles actually mean and and we called uh, a few kind of stereotypes out but I can see Sarah's hovering I've got my head in my hands Sarah's hovering. I had hovering. my
1: phone turned off for the record of this podcast so I'm just waiting for it to reboot back on but after Andy was you know so clued up because I hadn't told him that I was going to bring this up when we recorded that podcast and he was so clued up on on knowing what all of the little titles meant on Strava so I thought you know what someone who knows so much must be one of these stereotypes ah. so i delved back into the archives of andy strava yeah and uh, here are a few examples of how andy really titles his runs very oh, carefully starting off with october 29th 2017
0: this is a long time ago is that in defense doesn't matter okay fine.
2: just retired just retired Yes, that's true.
1: Just title. Oh, yeah. Was... Which actually plays into this this title. He says, I knew there was a reason I used to love, love this. And that's the title of the run. Yeah. You haven't just done a title. You've done a description as well. You've uh, thought about that. Uh, hashtag yeah. Yeah. some detail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you wrote in the description, last time I ran here, it was much easier and much faster, but much less fun. Well, Which I, translates I as, hey everyone, I know I'm an Olympian and I go really fast, but actually this was a fun run, so it's okay that I ran a bit slower. <laughs> oh, absolutely <laughs> savage. I'm going
0: to stand by this though. And then that...
1: you've finished it off by going, hashtag athletes unfiltered. Oh, yeah, he
2: that's... used the hashtag. He <laughs> used the hashtag.
1: hashtag. That, is but like, also... that is the least,
2: the, the, probably the, the least... Thing I've ever expected him to put no, into it's all right because he
1: made it back up because he also punctuated his sentence before using a hashtag. So, most normal people would have just been, Last time I ran here, it was much easier and much faster, but much less fun. No so, punctuation, I mean, Andy's used two commas and a full stop.
0: Hey, grammar's important, people. <laughs> Grammar is important, I think.
1: Can I just give one other example as well? I'm
0: going to defend that example first oh, before right, you hit okay, me yeah. with another one. Yeah, go on. Then. So, that would have Try. been the I mean, uh, there's no defense really, but it no. was genuinely one of my first runs after an entire year of no running from retiring as a professional runner. Yeah. so uh, You
1: just had so much to say. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I just wanted to get yeah, it off yeah, your yeah. chest. <laughs> well, yeah. it did There's, feel there's it, it an, did an accompanying feel... blog post as well, oh. if you want to read about his <laughs> <Brilliant>. true <laughs> <laughs> intent. I did. Absolutely
0: savage today, Sarah. Let's oh, get that up. Let's get, get that up. Did, <laughs> I did enjoy that run. I remember doing it. Um, and also the hashtag athletes unfiltered. That was a Strava campaign at the time. So I was working for an agency where we managed Strava's communications accounts and, and I was under scrutiny to properly use Strava. So there you ah, go.
2: I see. So it's it was, a nice excuse. It was, work, excuse. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. work, not pleasure. Yeah. Well,
0: it was both. I, I don't see. know what it was.
2: What
1: about I, this I, I, yeah. one? Oh,
2: no. Oh, here we go.
1: November 11th, 2017. GPS issues, but <laughs> fun in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> two excuses there. They <laughs> yes. are twofold. Numero uno, GPS issues, which means I don't think this run was reflective of what I actually <sighs> did. And then number two, just yeah. before you think I'm slow now, it was raining.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know yeah. how you managed to make that sound really dodgy. <laughs> I, was, I, I just think I was a
0: brave little boy, and I got out <laughs> and I got <laughs> out in the rain. <laughs> I, I think that you should you should be applauding. Me getting out in the rain.
1: Right. So just to go back to what you were talking about, you clearly do care, but you care so <laughs> yeah. much about your stats that you're prepared to title your run Runs, to defend yeah. hey, them.
0: Hey, 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 that so was a long time ago. Back to your argument I'm a, on a, pausing your on. I'm a change Matt. you don't need to do it. There you go. Argument <laughs> finished. <laughs> you're only okay. cheating yourself because you are getting recoveries when you stop. So Can um, I state my case? If now? you if you want to have like a full hour of running where your average pace is it's sort of you're cheating it by by pausing your watch every time that you slow down a bit, then that could be a way of getting a false average pace because you're getting recovery. You're not running, say, an hour continuous at six minute Ks. Okay, go, hit me.
1: How does an interval session work? Well, I mean, that's... that's... No, no, how does an interval session work?
0: That's not what we're talking about. How does
1: an interval session work?
0: (sighs) Well, in fairness, I wouldn't pause my watch during an interval session.
1: No, no, I just want to know how an interval session works.
0: I don't know quite what you mean because you I think really, this is going to be my argument because I would run, run really
1: fast, yeah, and then you take a bit of recovery, don't you? Yeah, but I would so lap. Getting... No, but I would lap
0: the recoveries. So on on my watch, I would be able to see, but but my watch is reflective of everything that's happened. I don't stop my watch while I recover and then go again.
1: So when you pause your watch and yeah. then you look at it on Garmin Connect or Strava, you yeah. get two stats:
0: moving time and elapsed time. Yeah. In fact, that became. A big thing a few years ago with the old Ross Barkley, who was a Premier League footballer, uh, posted a 5K on Strava, I think, oh, yeah. and his 5K time was really fast, you know, like 50, <laughs> 15 minutes. But his lap, so that was his moving time, was 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and it, it wasn't his fault at all. He he, no, he made no claims that he had run 5K in that time uh, because he was doing lots of short sprint intervals and stopping his watch in between them. So his elapsed time was like an hour and a half. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> we actually did
1: a challenge with that yeah. where we tried to get the fastest 5K time, but this. Mm, goes into my point why should you pause your watch well if you want to look back over your splits and maybe you're not as good as maths like i am and you want to look at your elapsed time and versus your moving time the only way you're going to get those stats is if you pause your watch you can see where you stopped yeah and then you can look back at what pace you were actually running rather than having to take into account oh there was a traffic light there i stopped Ah, here there was a bit of road there and i'll tell you for why i'm right (laughs) i'll tell you for why (laughs) i'll (laughs) tell you for why Do you live in an urban environment or a countryside environment? Well,
2: that's a good question. Yes.
1: (laughs) Can you tell I used to do debating at school? (laughs) I think I was smashing this.
0: I think you can tell that you went to school a lot more recently than me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was a dig at me or you, actually. That
1: was more a dig at you. (laughs) But I'll take it. See, I'm losing this debate. Urban or country. country, I I live in the countryside, yeah. Yeah, so how many sets of traffic lights do you get on your runs? Um, None. How many It reminds him of
2: when he was young. (laughs) (laughs) what what reminds me of when i was younger the lack of traffic lights the lack of oh sorry brilliant the lack of electricity Andy, that's another
0: problem with my age is i can't remember a conversation we had five minutes ago so
1: So Uh. how many times would you be pausing your watch if you were to pause your watch whilst you're out on a run
0: um well never Oh, you mean how many times could I could I pause yeah. it? Like, what opportunities do I have? Yeah. Well, I'm much less fit than I was, so some and, and I would never have done it previously. I would never have stopped and soaked up the kind of the views. Um,
1: no, as in like what what is what would But new now I is... would
0: sometimes just stop in the middle of a run and like look at the fields, but I still wouldn't stop my watch, I don't
2: think. <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> I mean I'm just imagining stopping Andy your run and looking, looking at, at the field. field.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, is that not a thing? Nobody stops their run and looks at a field. I do. <laughs> He's looking. At a field. I don't understand what's but, happening. I, mean, I look, I'm looking across the vista of fields. Okay, okay. Andy, I'm I'm, I'm, just, I'm with you actually on the yeah. whole argument. I am with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. He's I, slowly I, it coming just,
1: towards me. Just though. don't
2: really understand the stopping the run and looking at a field. Fields. But my point is, is that it's, if it's you're... important distinction. It's just one muddy field. It's, right.
0: It's, 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 it's a, ten it's muddy a, fields. A beautiful British vista of the slightly muddy grey countryside.
1: Avec one horse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe.
1: <laughs> but my point is. On a countryside run, you're not really having to pause your watch that much because you're on yeah, paths, you're true. in no. country parks, you're yeah. doing that. Flash to London. I was gonna yeah. say flash forward, it's the same point in time. Come to London, there are traffic lights, yeah. there are road crossings. There
0: are, I will agree with you on these points.
1: Even mm. if you try to, I have tried and tried and tried to plot straight routes to the other day I had to when I was marathon training do 16k as a commute to work Mm -hmm. and I I paused my watch quite a lot on that run because even though I was trying to do the straightest line possible which I thought would have less turns and road crossings they still put loads of roads off roads then you're still crossing roads what what about
2: doing it but when you stop jogging on the spot still oh yeah oh! i knew this is gonna be a
0: thing yeah. should you jog on the spot out of traffic lights when you have been
2: forced to stop well oh, then yeah. you
0: wouldn't be able to pause your watch we don't you? need because to stop you, then you don't you need, to would, need to pause it then. no because yeah, the watch is tracking
1: your, gps oh but then true, you want so you your heart get, rate like, so
0: you you'd then ha-
2: yeah that's a that, this got this must be a quandary for the watch watch pauses or which do is, you
1: actually jog on the spot in a little circle and then you're getting gps oh, that's and heart rate
2: far, jogging on the spot in a little circle and doing a little probably depends on the i think that that can suggest deeper issues yeah
0: yeah yeah. i do i so i would also not jog on the spot so if i'm stopped i'm stopped uh and then i'm
1: (laughs) I'm looking at my field
0: yeah (laughs) i'm in my you you just can't be bothered i'm surprised you're an olympic athlete
2: (laughs) i'm so lazy because you can't be bothered
0: (laughs) well i mean the the irony of when even when i was in really serious training lots of people would have said i was lazy not in the training but anything outside of training it'd be like should we take the stairs or get in the lift absolutely get the lift lift shall shall we like um get the train or walk Oh get the train like I'd do anything to avoid any extra exercise I was like no I've done my, my run for today I am doing zero extra you movement. could be
2: bothered to produce all those kids though <laughs> that was lying down mate
1: <laughs> oh please can we go back to looking at fields
2: yeah. right
1: so uh, I, I, I'm so disappointed, <laughs> so disappointed. I, mean, I mean that's a fact no though. no Andy no no um, right going back to the debate are we going to reach a conclusion? I feel like Rick was the... Sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
0: (laughs) I also wasn't recording that on my watch.
1: (laughs) 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 Both of you are crying. (laughs) Right, Rick. I feel like you were the slightly leaning... (laughs) I'm crying. (laughs) You were slightly leaning towards Andy at the start. Yeah, I was, yeah. Have I managed to convince you that you should pause your watch? No. You live in London. Yeah. You haven't got any fields to stare at. No. You're going to hit loads of road crossings. You can use both those sets of data. You no, could, for the
2: serious could... reason that I, I am worried that about 10 minutes down the road, I will have forgotten to restart it again, yeah. which I agree with Annie, which I, has happened before. Yeah, to be uh, fair. For the second reason that I think it actually adds, it, it's, it's a waste of energy to <laughs> reach for your... Re- <laughs> so <laughs> you're it's lazy than waste. me. So you've got to reach... So, and, and you're knackered anyway. And for the third time, I'm a really heavy sweater. So sometimes I might hit it and I might not hit it correctly, might hit the wrong button. Might, might go swimming on the oh, watch. Yeah. You know, can I
1: can I tell you the worst moment I've ever had in a run?
2: Go I got
1: on. to a huge set of traffic lights at Vauxhall Bridge. I set go and I ran for 20 minutes. And then I looked down at my watch and I'd accidentally saved the activity. So I, hadn't, I hadn't even... Because not, you'd paused it. Yeah. Because you paused it. Yeah. Or
2: you'd you not put running, you put something else on. No, no, no as in I was it. on a run. Yeah. I paused
1: yeah. it. I then didn't realise that I'd knocked it and it'd gone to save activity rather than resume. And then I clicked save. So I'm just going to finish up
0: with a an argument which is against myself, which is one of my favourite. <laughs> Always good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, because you're such a compelling debater. Thank you. Um, I One of my favourite metrics is, is lap time. Or lap, sorry, lap pace. So if I'm running something where I care about the pace, then I will look at lap pace because it gives you an, an averaged version of your pace in the current mile or or kilometer that you're running rather than your live pace which massively fluctuates um so that's what i like to use to pace myself obviously if i was using that metric on a threshold run or something like that and i was forced to stop for a dog in the countryside or traffic lights in london or
1: just a pretty field uh
0: yeah you know you can never tell what you're going to come across then i would pause my watch because the lap pace would be ruined because i'd still be in that lap
1: well we've each stated our arguments but ultimately we're going to hand this over to you email into podcast at the running and let us know should you or should you not pause your watch so you're listening to the running channel podcast up next we've got your questions to answer plus we've each picked a new story from the world of running to discuss <laughs>
0: So it's almost question time where we answer your questions that you've sent in, which is probably one of my favourite bits of the podcast. But before that, we're going to talk about our news stories. And I've got one for you this week, which is from Great Ormond Street Hospital Children's Charity, which is the official charity of the London Marathon this year. They did a survey of people talking about, I suppose, attitudes to running in general. And there was one stat that I thought was interesting, which they said nearly 40% of 18 to 24 year olds, that I think the youngest demographic that they interviewed, um, said that feeling self-conscious would put them off going for a run. Um, And that that massively decreased with age. So it was 40% in 18 to 24 year olds. And then by the time it was 55 plus, it was less than 10% of people felt like that, felt that self-consciousness would impact their desire to go out for a run.
1: I do think that is definitely something that comes with age. I know when I started running when I was at uni and definitely the factors, the barriers that I felt at that stage were, oh, everyone's going to look at me. And I was quite lucky in that I could very quickly get from my accommodation to a canal towpath where no one else was gonna be. But if I was yeah. running through like now I run through Central London and or through Battersea Park, where there are lots of other runners there, Hyde Park, every all parts through London. I don't I because I've got a bit older, I I don't care anymore what I look like or I feel like I'm a little bit more clued up. But I would say that the only people who are worrying about what you look like are you. If yes. that if, if yeah, you yeah. feel like that is your barrier. And it takes it takes a lot and it takes a long time yeah. to realise that. But no one if you run past another runner or if you even run past another person they're only going to be thinking about themselves like they don't they don't know you they don't care what you look like and everyone who runs is a runner if you're doing it you're doing it
0: yeah I agree and actually really lovely on our run club the other week we were running through central London where you sort of might have that concern that random people might shout something at you And, and don't get me wrong that does happen yeah. Um, maybe we should come back to that but but actually a few people did just show, we had a big group of people of massively different appearances uh running abilities paces and so on and all that we got was like great job guys or like you know the, the just really lovely encouragement from total strangers we yeah. even got a little clap from a couple sitting on a bench in, yeah there was in Green a Park. kid at the
1: start as well that yeah. was like oh this is so great can i join and their parents were like no
0: <laughs> but it's it's you know you're just about in that demographic right 18 to 24 so the the, and we've spoken before about I suppose this is relate self-consciousness could mean so many different things but but I assume it's related to to body image um and not wanting to be seen to be I suppose sweaty and you know potentially less attractive somehow uh but then also you've probably got do you feel do you have you ever felt more self-conscious because people have shouted stuff at you
1: yeah so I've had I'm sure I speak for any runner, actually, it's obviously a lot worse for women in a number of different instances. And I've had lots of stuff shouted at me whilst I'm running over the years. One of the worst situations I ever had was actually not long after I started running. I was running in a park in Birmingham, and three guys on uh, just like normal push bikes came up behind me in a park, and one of them slapped me on my bum as I was running. And I Man, think and, that's and, so
0: bad, and then for them to think that's okay.
1: It is also not only is that just let's put it out there categorically not okay it's also you don't realize what your response to that is going to be until you've had that happen to you how did
0: did you respond like what did it feel like
1: i completely froze i was still running i didn't say anything um now i'm always unfortunately it's a sad fact of life that i am always prepared for something like that to happen again Mm. and i have like five to ten different responsive responses of like okay if that happened to me again I'm always prepped to just stick my arm straight out because if I'd done that in the moment then they would have fallen off their bike but I don't even know if I would want that to happen. yeah do you want that to happen
0: because then you like might they get violent or like yeah you're not but I found myself away from someone on a bike
1: yeah in the moment I carried on running didn't say anything but I actually sped up they all cycled off and I my initial like impulse was to chase after them and then I was like well, what am I going to do when I get there yeah but <laughs> the adrenaline- them, like 10k into a run so what am I going <laughs> to I can't run that fast anymore
0: imagine a big spike of like panic adrenaline as well
1: yeah and it really I was really lucky that at that point I think the next run that I did was going to a park run in the same park and I felt so much safer so that was kind of where I was getting with that is that that's not to scare people but if that is something that you're fearful of or if you've had something like that happen to you firstly i'm so sorry that this still happens but unfortunately it's a sad reality that this is still happening and lots of people are making noises and i'm glad to see that stuff like that is becoming more and more kind of criminalized because it it is that shouldn't happen but if you want a safe friendly environment to give you a bit of a confidence boost to then go back out then go to park run because that for me it was the same park i literally ran in the exact same spot but i was around other people who were running and it doesn't yeah. matter when you're around other people
0: yeah and I, but conversely i imagine actually running with other people might be one of the things that puts young people off because they feel self-conscious about like are yeah. they wearing the right stuff so they look like a runner and what was interesting in the same study and we're going to do a whole video about this next week so come back for this but 78 percent of people said that pace was irrelevant as to whether or not you called yourself a runner or not which actually that's really positive. I mean, that is 22% of people that thought that wasn't true. Yeah. Um,
1: this is the whole interesting thing of I, all of my friendship group run, go on runs. And I'm like, Oh, you're a runner. And they're like, Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. And it's, there's always been this huge debate of like, are you a runner? Are you not a runner? What qualifies as a runner? Are you a runner? Are you a jogger? So I think Next week we'll save this for next week. Let's get into it next week. But it is it is interesting seeing how different people. But all I would say is that if you're listening to this right now, get out and run. Don't worry about what other people think. Just it's you against you.
0: And funnily enough, actually, uh, coming up soon, I'm pretty sure that one of the questions I had a little sneak peek might be directly related to this. So we'll see how we get on because that's us covering off the news, isn't it? Um, And you're listening to the Running Channel podcast. But coming up, we've got. Your questions, which we're going to answer. Don't forget that this episode is brought to you by New Balance and their Fuel Cell Supercomp Elite V4, which is their ultimate marathon racing shoe, and their Fuel Cell Rebel V4, which is their do anything running shoe, but skewed towards speed, which is what Sarah's been using it for in her marathon training. And both of them are lighter than their predecessors.
1: Yes, I have been wearing them in training, and I know that this isn't a scientific fact, but I feel like the placebo effect of if your shoes look fast, you will be fast.
0: Well, I always feel like I look fast. What about you?
1: <laughs> Me too, especially in these, and that's what I've been enjoying in training. That kind of like angular geometric design of the shoe just makes me want to go faster. So yeah. if you
0: want to look much cooler than me or Sarah.
1: Hey, leave me out of it. If you wanna look cooler than Andy, wear anything. If you wanna look cooler than me, head to the link in the show notes to check out the Rebel V four and the Super V four.
2: So every episode, I select a couple of questions for Andy and Sarah to pick up on. If you do want to suggest a question for next time, then you can email podcast at com. Finn's email this week really does pick up on what we were just talking about then. Uh, He asks, what's the best way to try and convince people you know to start running? And how do you answer the common objections? Do we try actively or do we just lead by example? Is this it a one, bit of bone? It's a great yeah, question from Finn. It's such yeah. a good
1: question because this one's so hard. I have tried this with every single one of my friends, and if they're listening right now, they, <laughs> they will know. I have tried everything. You've pushed. You've pushed I, them. I've pushed, I've pushed, and I've pushed. And it's, it, it's going to be different for each person. And it's also, yeah. think of, think of yourself as a runner versus someone who's maybe never run before it doesn't matter if you think of yourself as a really slow runner or you're looking at other people and you're like oh well they're much faster than me so I can get my friend to come and run with me there is every single person who isn't running and you're asking them to run there's going to be possibly a different type of barrier as to why they want to run and what is going to motivate them to run
0: yeah I was just trying to think about what they are like what are the most common objections let's kind of roll through them so
1: who doesn't want to go to park run people who don't like waking up early and running uh, our videographer tom hates yeah. park run <laughs> because it's too early 9am yeah,
0: and it's i think it's 7 or 8am in other parts of the world where it's a little bit hotter
1: yeah tom is like put it on at 10am and i'll be straight there
2: well you should move to scotland where it's at 9 30 oh, there we go send him <laughs> off
0: tom you're in uh you're now uh you're on secondment i <laughs>
1: scotland correspondent <laughs> yeah. <like> tom Jan.
0: <laughs> can't wait for that um but yeah there'll be time and convenience but i do think that giving them the opportunity to to meet people and, and experience it. So if they, they're kind of... Certainly my motivation and when I've worked with other people is that like if you make an appointment to meet someone else, yeah. you feel beholden to that. And then making sure they have a good experience the very first time. Parkrun is an amazing chance to do it. But if you don't have the chance to go to Parkrun, maybe you don't live in a country where they exist on a Saturday morning, um, if you're going to take them out for a run, then you have to make it all about them. Yeah. And not just do what you normally do. Um, but and also and as well,
1: there and, are some people who just like running by themselves and that's yes. okay you might spend ages convincing convincing your friend mm. to start running and the result of that might be that you're never going to run together but that's okay yeah. you've got them running
0: well then you can talk about running when you're not running and you can listen to running podcasts together
1: together yeah wouldn't that be sweet journey.
0: um like <laughs> but, I, but i think things like you, it's bad for your knees like that's that's kind of rolled out a lot yeah um, categorically not true yeah uh, you actually have i mean uh, I have had knee surgery. Rick has had oh, knee but, surgery. Uh, quite a bit. Um, but the, the bit. My je- knees are great, so but in, fine. It, no, but But it, mine was through bad my biomechanics and, and, and all that sort of stuff. It wasn't through the repetitive kind of pounding of running, which is what people think is going to damage your knees. Yeah. Actually, there's really good science behind the fact that, that running and regular weight-bearing exercise like running... is good for your knees. Yeah, improves kind mm. of bone and cartilage health, to my knowledge. So um, it's only ever bad mechanics or... Uh, things like that, that that cause cause knee issues is not the
2: running itself per se. Or an existing injury already. Yes, exactly, yeah, yeah. like
0: yourself. Um,
1: yeah, so I would say the best way to convince someone is if they have a question like that, like, is it actually bad for my knees? We've probably made a video about oh, it. Oh yeah, so nice plug, yeah. Get oh, everyone to watch plug. the running channel. Get everyone to watch the running channel because we've probably answered those questions. Yeah. And also everyone runs in their own way. Mm. That Everyone has a different thing that is their kind of, I love running because I love doing this. That might be listening to music, not listening to music, going to park run, going to events, running by yourself, running with other people, running because you know, you're going to go to this cafe at the end of the run. I think help if someone is interested, but hasn't quite found the hook yet, help them find what they're, I love running because. Yeah.
0: Give them a big list of stuff that has motivated you and and let them choose from it, like a menu rather than potentially forcing something that motivates you on them. Like some people, I run with a podcast quite regularly not this podcast that'd be weird um
1: i've got every year uh, my family does the brighton 10k all together and yeah, we do that wholesome it's really wholesome and no one runs for the rest of the year they all do like a little bit of training yeah. building up to it the reason we do it is to remember my cousin michelle's son connor who very sadly passed away but it's a beautiful day where we all come together we all run and yeah. ever and i pace people around and they hate it but at the end of it they, they all love it and that's that's their reason yeah, so there's gonna be a reason that's
0: a really lovely reason to do it and, and yeah give people an opportunity to select from it and then try to uh, calm their fears it doesn't matter what you wear um you can get away with some really cheap pair of shoes to start with Um, just get out and do it and then you know then you can start investing in running stuff which becomes a little bit addictive and
1: you won't regret it you never regret a run
2: yes you only regret the runs you didn't do
1: exactly rick what's the next question
2: Kristen's emailed saying this past weekend i ran an easy run and didn't look at my watch much but kind of stuck with the pace my body was going at and i naturally had 13.5 minute miles for six miles my heart rate zone was in zone five the entire time but felt good should I focus on my heart rate zones during easy runs, or let my body just tell me what to do?
0: Um, um, yeah, mm, that's, that's really difficult because so clearly, like if you're in zone five, you're then, well up there. Then you're not. It's not an easy run. Yeah. Um, but if you're feeling good, how much should you listen to your heart rate? So the the most fundamental thing, if you're going to do anything with heart rate, is you need to have accurately set your heart rate zones. So if you're just going off like what your watch is telling you straight out of the box is, is zone five, it's probably not your zone five. So that would be my first kind of watch out. Uh, and if that's the case, then, then go off feel. Um, but we would definitely say you shouldn't be doing every run in zone five because that's, that's interval training and racing. Um, but if you're newer to running, then you're likely to have a much higher heart rate than if you're well trained. So um, it's a really difficult one. Um, I'm a, I actually very rarely wore heart rate. Um, the technology wasn't there as well because I'm so old, but the, <laughs> the, I, I wore it when I needed to make sure I recovered or yeah. when I was doing a threshold run to run at a certain heart rate. The rest of the time, I did just run entirely by feel. So my running routes were roughly 60 minutes for my 60 minute run and that could vary by 55 minutes to 65 minutes depending on whether I felt good or not
1: I think an interesting gauge is think about it in terms of the context of your next run so if you go out again and you do just run on field but then you're going into your, maybe you run the next day or the day after and you're really really struggling to hit paces on an interval run even though it might have felt really nice perhaps you're going a little bit too hard and then yeah. you can have a look at the data and go oh yeah my heart rate was up so I probably need to think of easy as a little bit easier
0: yes and and have a look at you know, Find your extremes. So so do a hard effort for one or two minutes and see what your heart rate gets up to by the end of it versus literally walking down the street and see what your heart rate is. Yeah. And also different people's um, skin type or tattoos or all sorts of things can have a massive impact on wrist-based heart rate accuracy. Mm. So if you want to do stuff to Tat- heart rate... Tattoos can? Yes. If you, if, you, if you had a tattoo on the wrist area where wow. you're... If you had it underneath the optical sensor of your watch on your wrist, yes. The, the, like The tattoos... Wow. Would have an impact
1: another thing as well that i would say give a try is that they're definitely on a garmin and most watches you can have different screens try and have for your easy runs a screen which is literally just heart rate mm. i've done that and that was a huge game changer because i can run at a hard pace and feel great because mentally i'm like yeah. look at me hitting this pace on my easy yeah. run smashing it but actually i'm still running quite hard i just feel good and i'm thinking of it as easy because it's been my goal to hit this pace on an easy run yeah.
0: So it's a combination of advice to sum up. It's like, listen to your body, your sort of rate of perceived exertion, how hard it feels out of 10 for you is a really good gauge. And if you are going to use a heart rate monitor, then maybe get a chest strap because it's more accurate um, and make sure you've set your heart rate zones properly to give you actually useful data because zone five might not be zone five.
1: Yes. So that's the end of the questions. You've been listening to the Running Channel podcast. We are so, so happy that so many people are coming back each week, listening to the podcast and leaving really, really lovely reviews as well. So if you've enjoyed this one, please go leave some more reviews just to boost our own egos. We like listening to it. Mainly
0: just Sarah's ego. She's she's feeling pretty fragile. She is one of those 40% of 18 to (laughs) 24-year-olds who's feeling very self-conscious. So if if you can help her out, then we'd be forever grateful.
1: Yeah, I would really appreciate it. And we'll see you next week to chat about whether we're runners or joggers.
0: Bye. This episode was brought to you by New Balance and two specific shoes from the Fuel Cell range, the Rebel V4 and the Supercomp Elite V4. And there's an incredible amount of technology in both of these shoes. I'm the shoe geek, Sarah hates this bit. The Fuel Cell technology is the midsole foam, which is aimed at being propulsive. So both of these shoes feel fast. And then in the Supercomp Elite V4, there are strategic midsole voids. So essentially gaps or holes in the, in the midsole, which in combination with the carbon fiber plate design, are aimed at increasing the amount of stored energy that you get. All super shoes are aimed at giving you as much energy back as possible, with these being New Balance's best yet. if you want to check out either the Fuel Cell Supercomp Elite V4 for race day or the Fuel Cell Rebel V4, which could be for race day, it could be for all of your training as well, then head to the link in the show notes.